0: Hello and welcome to My Favorite Husband from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Yes, it's the new gay family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Brought to you by the Jell O family of desserts.
2: J E L L. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the
1: Jell O family. That's Jell O. Yum,
3: yum, yum. Jell O puddings. Yum, yum, yum.
1: Jell O
2: cap. Fioca pudding. (laughs) Yes,
1: sir.
0: And now Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper. Two people who live together and like it. now, let's look in on the Coopers. It's three days before Valentine's Day. Well, she's been hinting about it all morning, but George doesn't seem to notice. And now, at breakfast, Liz is making one last try by arranging her toast
4: crusts in the form of a heart.
1: George. Hey, George. George, look at my plate.
4: Hmm? Oh, yeah, you should eat those crusts, Liz. They're good for your teeth.
1: (laughs) That's my romantic husband. George, didn't you notice what shape they're in?
4: Uh, Oh, yeah, a triangle. No. A pumpkin?
1: No. George, when two people are in love and are going to get married, what does it affect the most?
4: Oh, don't tell me that's a (laughs) pocketbook.
1: No, it's a heart. Doesn't that remind you of anything?
4: Oh, yes, I've got to take my liver pills.
1: (laughs) Oh, why don't you go read your paper? I was trying to remind you that Valentine's Day is coming up.
4: Oh, that's it? Well, you didn't have to remind me. I didn't? No, every ad in the paper is full of it. What a racket.
1: (laughs) It is not a racket. It's a wonderful, romantic holiday, and I like it. Hmm.
4: You know how it started?
1: Well, St. Valentine was a... He... No, I don't. Do you?
4: Well, it so happens I do. It seems that years ago, there were two kindly old gentlemen who thought love was so wonderful that they set aside a day to honor all sweethearts and lovers, and they called it St. Valentine's Day. Oh, isn't that sweet. Who were they? A candy maker and a florist. (laughs) Oh,
1: George, I suppose. I suppose you think a department store owner invented mothers so they could have Mother's Day.
4: You know you may be right.
2: (laughs)
1: Well, St. Valentine's Day doesn't mean just candy and flowers. It's the spirit of loving that counts. If you really love someone enough, they'll know it without any presents.
4: Are you serious? Yes. Liz, I love you.
1: (laughs) You mean... you mean no presents?
2: (laughs)
4: Oh, I love you too much.
1: But, George, what's Valentine's Day without candy and flowers? (laughs) I thought so. (laughs) You know the real reason I like Valentine's Day? Because it's such a good excuse to be all mushy and gushy about you.
4: Yeah? Well, what's your excuse for the other 364 days? You're mushy all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: but on Valentine's Day, I can be mushy and
2: loud. I love you, George! Liz, keep quiet! I love you, George! Liz, stop! What about Katie? Katie loves you, too, George! Oh, the lady next door. The la-
1: What about the lady next door?
2: <laughs>
4: well, she might hear you. Now, 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 simmer down.
1: All right, I'll be quiet.
3: I love you, George. That's better. Do you love me, George? Yes, I do. I'm glad to hear that, George. Anybody want more
2: coffee? <laughs>
3: no
1: thanks, Katie. No thanks. What are we whispering
2: for? <laughs> well,
1: it was just a joke, Katie. We're kidding about Valentine's Day.
3: Oh, you should never joke about Valentine's Day. Oh, it's a beautiful occasion. Why, Katie, I think you've got a boyfriend. Well, I have been working on a Valentine poem, and I'm going to give it to... (laughs) To whom? I'm going to give it
2: to...
1: (laughs) Is that his first or last name?
3: (laughs) Oh, Mrs. Cooper... Mr. Dadney, the butcher.
4: Oh, old heavy thumb.
3: <laughs>
4: is the butcher your boyfriend, Katie?
3: <laughs> well, sort of. Uh,
4: that explains why we've been able to cut the steaks lately.
3: <laughs> well, I, he isn't exactly my boyfriend, but I've always sort of liked him. Well, you could do worse than Mr.
1: Dadney. He's quite attractive and a very good butcher.
3: Well, some people may have better beef, but his liver is good. pig's feet like his.
4: (laughs) Say, what's it cost to see him?
3: (laughs) I do have a problem, though, Mrs. Cooper. I I haven't got the nerve to give Mr. Dabney the valentine I wrote to him. Would you go shopping with me today and (laughs) give it to him for me?
1: (laughs) Why, sure, Katie. Anything to help out romance.
3: Oh, thank you, Mrs. Cooper. I'll go finish it.
4: Liz, are you going to start playing Cupid again? Now, you know what happens... Now,
1: George, what harm can come from handing him a valentine for Katie? I'll not only help their romance along, but he'll give us better meat. This isn't just an affair of the heart. There are a couple of stomachs mixed up in this, too. (laughs) Well, give me the valentine. I'll hand it to him. Here. What have you got on this, Katie?
3: Well, I wanted it scented with an odor he'd like.
1: But it's all soggy. What'd you do, soak it in perfume?
3: No, bacon grease. <laughs>
1: well, that's romantic. Well, give it to me. I'll be watching from the grocery department. All right. <clears throat> Good morning, Mr. Dabney.
5: Hi, Miss Cooper.
1: How are things in the meat market?
5: Hi, Miss Cooper. <laughs> What can I do for you today?
1: Well, I didn't come to buy anything today, Mr. Dabney. I'm here on sort of a personal matter. Um, I happen to know that uh, one of your customers thinks you're, uh, rather nice.
2: No. Yes. <laughs>
1: She's been too bashful to tell you, but, uh, since this is almost Valentine's Day, she wants you to know she likes you a lot.
5: You know something, Miss Cooper? What? I like you a lot, too. <laughs>
1: a minute, I'm not the one.
5: Still bashful. (laughs) Oh, you little
1: (laughs) minx. Just a second, Mr. Dabney. I happen to be speaking for someone else.
5: (laughs) What's that you're hiding behind your back?
1: How did I get mixed up in this? Here, this will straighten things out. It's a valentine.
5: Oh, Miss Cooper, I feel like such a heel. I don't have one for you.
2: (laughs)
1: this
5: nonsense. No, wait a minute. I'll cut you a heart-shaped piece of salami. Oh,
2: no.
1: Look, just read this, Valentine, and you'll see what I'm trying to tell you.
5: All right. Liz.
2: <laughs>
5: oh, gee, it looks beautiful. And how did you know? my favorite aroma, Swift's premium. Read the Valentine. All right. If you'll be mine, then I'll be thine. You set my heart a quiver. Say you'll be my valentine and send two pounds of liver.
1: Well, that's a practical thought.
5: Oh, Miss Cooper, this is touching. Did you write this all by your little self?
1: For the last time, no. Look at the signature. Well, it signed your bashful redhead. Oh, no! Katie! Oh, she's gone. Oh, don't
5: try to pretend, Liz.
1: Oh, come here, you bashful redhead. Now you listen to me. Katie has red hair, too. We're both redheads. She's the one for you.
5: Listen, two houses may have red roofs, but you don't pick the one with the sagging foundation.
2: Well,
1: it's too bad your fish isn't as fresh as you are.
2: Oh...
5: Don't try to fight this thing, my little tenderloin It's bigger than both of us
1: Now, stop this, this, Mr. Dabney. What about Katie?
5: She's bigger than both of us, too Oh, Miss Cooper, I've admired you for years Each little lamb chop you bought I personally put the pants on
2: I feel as though
5: part of me belongs to you So do I you feel as though part of me belongs to you?
2: Yes,
1: your thumb. I paid for it often enough. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, it was simply awful, Katie. He came right out of his store and followed me down the block. We'll just have to stop trading there. I could never face that Mr.
3: Dabney again. Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Cooper. I shouldn't have gotten panicky and run away. Well,
1: I, I'm sorry it ruined your romance.
3: Oh. I'll get over it in time. I have a date with the milkman tonight. Well, that's good.
1: Now that we're going to get tough meat again, it'll be nice to have fresh eggs.
3: I left his valentine in an empty milk bottle. Well,
1: that's romantic. What did you say?
3: I said, I love you, dear. Don't be surprised. Leave two quarts of homogenized. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Well, uh, listen, Edgar Guest, do me a favor, will you? I've made out a check for Mr. Dadney, and I wish you'd go out and mail it. The sooner I sever connections with that wolf, the better.
3: Yes, ma'am, I will. Here,
1: mail this one, too. This is a valentine.
3: Why, Mrs. Cooper, who were you sending the valentine to?
1: To George, of course. I, I thought it would sort of be fun for him to get it at the bank. It's a copy of the first valentine I ever sent to him when I was only 16 years old. Oh, um, here you are, Katie. Better hurry; they pick up the mail soon. All right, I'll get my coat and go right away. Better wear your gloves. That Valentine's pretty hot.
4: <laughs> Hi, Liz.
1: George, what are you doing home in the middle of the afternoon? Well, you've I... been fired. No, but I. You just... quit. Oh no, you're I... sick.
4: No, I feel fine. The I...
1: bank burned down. No. Isn't that just like a man comes home early and won't give you a word of explanation? <laughs>
4: Well, give me a chance. Let me get in the house. You talk so much, the breeze keeps blowing me back out the door. All right, come on in. I'm going to Chicago for a couple of days on business, and I have to pack and catch the 4 o'clock train. Oh,
1: good. I'll go with you.
4: No, sorry, honey. Miss, uh, Mr. Atterbury has a new rule. No wives along on business trips.
1: Well, he took his wife along on his last trip.
4: That's when he made the rule.
1: <laughs> well, I'll go pack for you. Oh, uh, wait a minute, George. You'll be back by Monday, won't you? No. Oh, dear. I'll see you in a minute, George. Hey, where are you going? Down to the mailbox. I have to see a man about a letter. (laughs) Uh, Katie!
3: Oh, Katie! What's the
1: matter, Mrs. Cooper? Did you mail those letters yet? Yes. Oh, darn it. Has a mailman collected them? No, I don't... Oh, there. He's just opening the mailbox now. You go home, Katie. I'll be back in a few minutes. All right, Mrs. Cooper. Hello? Eh? Oh, hello. How are you today?
6: A lot you care. Never seen you before in my life. If you really want to know, I feel rotten. My rheumatism's acting up.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
6: No, sure.
1: Are you, uh, picking up the mail?
6: No. I'm a Confederate soldier, and these are messages for General Lee.
1: don't have to get nasty about it.
6: What do you got on your mind, young lady? It's
1: very simple. There's a letter in that box I want.
6: Oh, oh tampering with the mail, eh?
1: No, I wrote it myself. There's my letter, that blue one on the top of the pile. Take your hands off that letter. But it's mine. See, it's addressed to my husband, and there's my name in the corner, Liz Cooper, see? Prove it. Well, uh, uh look at the initials on my purse, L.C.
6: You gotta have better proof than initials on a purse.
1: Oh, well, here, uh, here's a snapshot.
6: What about it?
1: Well, see, it's me.
6: Let me see. By golly, it is you! Well, that's proof. Of... Now, wait a minute.
1: You can't trick me like that. Look, look. The flap isn't on very tight. Look inside. I'll, I'll tell you what's in it.
6: Well, I'll just peek in here. And see, see, it's you. a
1: Valentine I sent to my husband.
6: It's a Valentine. Yeah. Uh huh. Don't look like ah,
1: uh-huh, just as I thought.
6: Trying to rob the United States mail. Young lady, you can go to the penitentiary for this. What? There's no valentine in this envelope at all. There isn't? No, it's a check made out to Mr. Daphne, the butcher. Oh,
1: good heavens. That means Mr. Dabney's getting the valentine I sent to George. Oh, quick, look for another letter made out to Dabney.
6: Oh, no, these letters are going on their way, legal. <laughs>
0: Liz mailed a valentine to George, but she got it in the wrong envelope. And it's going to Mr. Dabney, the butcher, who already mistakenly thinks that Liz is in love with him. Well, it's early the next morning, and Liz is at Mr. Dabney's, waiting to intercept the letter when it comes. In order to make it look like strictly business, Liz has been making purchases every few minutes.
1: Uh, uh, Mr. Dabney, I think I better have two more pork chops, please.
5: Miss Cooper, you already bought a roast, two pounds of bacon, three steaks, four lamb chops, five veal cutlets, and some liverwurst. I got an idea. What's that? You now have more meat than I do. Why don't you start selling it back to me?
1: Never mind the attempt at humor, Mr. Dadney. By the way, uh, when does your mailman get here?
5: Look, Miss Cooper. Red. (laughs) You're not fooling anybody, pretending to buy meat, making small talk about the mailman all because you want to be near me. Come on, admit it.
1: Mr. Dabney, I don't like you I don't like your looks and I don't like your manner And I think you're completely revolting
5: That's right, make love to me
2: Oh,
1: Oh, thank goodness, here comes the mailman
6: Good morning, Mr. Dabney, here's a letter for you I'll take that Oh, it's you again Young lady, you must curb this impulse to grab every blue envelope, you see. That letter's for me. But
1: it's mine. I wrote it. It's got my name on it. There's a valentine inside. That's
6: the same story she told me yesterday. Miss Cooper, you sent me another valentine.
1: I have not. It's all a mistake.
5: That's the same story she
6: told me yesterday. I don't think she's got all her buttons. Mr. Dapney, here's your letter. Over my dead body! Hey, 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 give me that letter. Come back oh, here. My oh, Michael! Help, please. He oh. uh. just held oh, up my. the United States! Oh, Help,
3: oh. police! Now, don't fret, Mrs. Cooper. Everything's going to be all right. But, Katie, how will I ever
1: be able to tell George I was arrested for robbing the United States mails? And that he has to appear in court with me tomorrow. That won't be easy. Well, anyway, this is one time I'll have an answer when George says, What's new?
2: (laughs)
3: Here he
1: comes now. Good luck. Hi, Liz. Hi, dear.
3: Well,
4: what's new?
1: (laughs) I'm glad you asked that. I'm being sent to Alcatraz.
2: (laughs)
4: Alcatraz? Liz, you joined a pyramid club.
1: Let me explain, George. You see, I sent the butcher a valentine by mistake, and since it was already mailed, he wouldn't give it back to me. The butcher? No, the mailman. I waited at the butcher shop until he got there, and when I grabbed the valentine, he called the police. Uh, The mailman? No, the butcher. And I tried to explain how it was all a mistake, but he wouldn't listen. The mailman or the butcher? The policeman. Then we all had to go to police court, and he said it was a federal offense and I ought to be ashamed. The mailman, the butcher, or the policeman? The judge. (laughs) Now, do you
4: understand, George? Perfectly. The butcher sent the mailman a mushy valentine, and the judge will send you to prison if I don't marry the policeman. What's going on here? Keep calm, George. Look, they'll drop the charges if you and I will appear in
1: in domestic relations court tomorrow.
4: Domestic relations?
1: I'm a victim of circumstantial evidence, George. The judge wants to make up his mind. About what? Whether I should stay with you or marry Mr. Dadney. Oh, no! (laughs)
2: Uh...
7: The Domestic Relations Court will come to order. Now, Mr. Cooper, if you and Mrs. Cooper will sit on this side of the table...
1: All right, Judge Skinner, but I tell you, there isn't Please. Is no...
7: And you, Mr. Dabney, over here. Okay, Judge. Hiya, Red. <laughs> oh,
3: drop dead.
4: <laughs> what does he mean? Red. Oh. Please, Mr. Cooper,
7: we must control our feelings. Now, I have studied all the facts in this case kindly supplied to me by Mr. Daphne.
1: Oh, great.
7: And before we start, I want you all to realize that there is no problem too big to solve. Into every life a little rain must fall. Every cloud must have a silver lining, and it is always darkest before the dawn.
1: Well, now that we've had the weather report, let's get on with the
2: case. Lee.
7: Mrs. Cooper, I want to start this hearing with an open mind, (laughs) bearing no prejudice towards either party. Uh Uh-huh. Now, when did you first realize you were in love with Mr. Dabney?
1: Wait a minute. I'm not in love with Mr. Dabney. Ha!
7: She finds me
5: irresistible. She wrote me two valentines. She hung around the store all morning.
1: That wasn't because I was in love with you. I was waiting for the mailman.
7: Please. (laughs) One grimy amour at a time.
4: Judge, this is all a mix-up. I know how the whole thing happened.
7: Please, please, Mr. Cooper, no
2: tears.
4: (laughs)
7: Don't, don't talk if it hurts. Let me review it for you. I'll recreate the scene. You, Mrs. Cooper, the bored, indifferent housewife, tired of your drab, humdrum life, just waiting for an opportunity to break away from it all. And then one day your husband announces he must leave town. And you realize this is your chance. Your opportunity to escape from this colorless,
4: unimaginative man. Just
1: a minute. Don't stop him, George. I want to see how this comes out.
2: (laughs) Oh, this
4: is a lot of nonsense. There's no basis for the whole business. Are you forgetting this valentine your wife wrote to her lover? Oh, she wrote that to me.
7: Oh, Mr. Cooper, you're a hard loser. Mrs. Cooper, I suggest you read The Valentine.
4: All right. Um,
1: Dear Sweetheart. That's me. That's me.
7: Please. The way this woman operates, it could be me. Continue. Continue, Mrs. Cooper.
1: Thank you. Dear sweetheart, I'm under your spell. I love you more than tongue can tell.
2: Uh
5: Uh-huh, tongue, 59 cents a pound. (laughs)
2: Uh,
7: a good point, Mr. Dabney. Continue, Mrs. Cooper.
1: Thank you. My lover, I have this to say. I care for you in the very worst way.
4: That ought to prove it. Love
2: a worst? (laughs) Oh,
4: that's just coincidence. She wrote this to her husband, not to her butcher.
7: I must say she writes a valentine with a lot of meat in it. (laughs) Continue.
1: My love for you is not a phony. This valentine is no baloney. (laughs) That proves it.
7: It certainly does.
1: Well, George, it's been nice knowing you. If you ever need any meat, come and see us. (laughs)
4: Just a minute. You're not going to get away with this. I love Liz. I've been married to her for ten years. And no judge or butcher or anyone else in the world is going to take her away from me without a fight.
1: Why, George.
4: You understand?
7: I'll now hand down my decision. I award the custody of Mrs. Cooper to Mr. Cooper.
3: Hooray! You've got my custody. Hey, what a big idea, George?
7: Well, uh, Mr. Dabney, I think Mrs. Cooper is in love with you. But we must think of Mr. Cooper. When I give a man a chance to get rid of his wife after ten years of marriage and he doesn't take it, he's in bad shape. (laughs) He needs someone to look after him. Case dismissed. Liz, I hope this
4: will be a lesson to you. Now, see what can happen when you start messing around in other people's affairs? Yes, George. Now, this might really have been nasty and gotten spread all over the papers. Oh, wouldn't that
1: have been terrible?
4: Uh, Quiet, quiet, please. I must have quiet. You have
7: been listening to your daily radio session in kindly Judge Skinner's domestic relations
1: court. With us today. Oh, no, George, this whole thing's been on the air!
0: have been listening to My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Danning, and based on characters created by Isabel Scott Rorick. Tonight's program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll, Jr. Original music was composed by Marlon Skiles and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The part of Katie the Maid was played by Ruth Parrott. Lucille Ball will soon be seen in the Paramount picture Sorrowful Jones. Be sure to listen to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband next week. Bob Lamont speaking. <laughs>